Greetings from the Athletics Recreation Center. A few pre-pod announcements for you. Children are to be under the supervision of a parent or guardian at all times. Valparaiso University is a smoke-free campus. Please refrain from using tobacco products anywhere on university property. We thank you for your cooperation. And now your hosts from Las Vegas, Nevada, Parker Gatewood, and from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Paul Oren. Welcome to Union Street Hoops! Greetings and welcome to Union Street Hoops, a, I guess now monthly podcast <laughs> that is dedicated to Valparaiso basketball and the Missouri Valley Conference. I'm your host, Paul Oren, and I'm happy to be once again joined by the co-host, Parker Gatewood, at Parker B. Gatewood on Twitter. And and since the last time we did an episode was with Mark LaBarbera, we didn't shout out his Twitter handle, so this time we will, at ValpoAD on Twitter, Mark LaBarbera. Hashtag champion in composition. <laughs> Uh, I'm at N, uh, at NWI Oren on Twitter. Parker, it's good to see you. You've got a, a special friend with you. It's a green cast. I'm sorry about that for you. It's all good. Uh, but uh, you're still you're working out. You're hype. You're, yes. uh, you're rocking Jordan Morandini's clothing line. And Absolutely. Where, where can people find out more information about that? Yeah, yeah. Wear hype. Um, you can find them all over social media, Instagram, Twitter. They have great uh, messages on Twitter that are motivational. And uh, 10% of all purchases go to families struggling with cancer payments. So it's it's a really good cause. And, uh, yeah, check out Wear Hype uh, for sure. Definitely. A former uh, former uh, Valpo student and the son of Major League Baseball player and former Valpo high baseball coach Mickey Morandini, Jordan. Uh, this is his clothing venture. We don't have advertisements here. We just, if we like things, we talk about absolutely. Them. I like chicken wings. You like hype. Yes, so it's all good. And it's that's all how good. it should be. Really, it's right, exactly. Uh, a whole mess of things have happened since we last spoke. Matter of fact, but when you and I last did an episode of Union Street Hoops, it was with Mark LaBarbera. This was going into the final week of the regular season. We've done a couple episodes since then. Uh, I, I spent a lot of time there in St. Louis. Um, you you've you know it, it always seems this time of the year it gets really busy for you gets really busy for me and mm-hmm. our schedules don't align but so many things happened yesterday tons uh on uh, on wednesday that we had to get together and chat here and uh not the least of which is uh we'll start with the old and then we'll get to the new um the uh the the transfers we talked yes. about parker hazen throughout the year is probably was this really going to fit for him? yeah and kudos to you because you, you mentioned it really without knowledge it was more of just a hunch than anything but it ended up being correct yeah and and it just felt like when you go from from starting a lot to not playing at all the, either the coaching staff has made a decision or you're just not good enough right and i don't i don't know i you know i don't know the answer sure. to that but uh it I, I will say this, and this is tough because I like Parker, or a good guy, you know. Yeah, and, I like Parker too. And he was very gracious when, when you know, whenever these guys announce that they're gonna they're gonna transfer, it's like, hey, reporter guy is gonna try to call you, and and hey, can you talk to me about why you're you're leaving? No one. I mean, look, I transferred from my freshman year of college, and I was not recruited to play, and I still felt like a failure because I transferred. Like I felt like I screwed up in my academic world and i didn't transfer because i got bad grades i transferred because i wanted to go to a different place but Mm. uh so uh, you know one of the things about parker that really struck me is there's a a subset of people on the internet and again like where do we find stuff twitter and and the message boards and all of that 
and I don't get what they're seeing because all these people are like, I don't understand why why he's you know he didn't play more. And I'm like, did did you not see what we saw? Like, <laughs> right. It was a struggle for him. Right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a different environment and this new game. And you know, after starting, you could those ten games, you could kind of tell they just didn't look comfortable. And and that's probably the word that I would. That's a good word, comfortable. And. Look, that's not to say that he isn't going to evolve into a really right. good Right. Like he could have ended up being special on this team and just Yeah, but I I will say this, he was a freshman, right? Like and everyone's like, "Well, you know, they started him the first 10 games of the year. Like, how do you do that? Did you see what else they had to work with?" Right. Like <laughs> Exactly. They didn't have a power forward on no, the team. Not a lot of bigs. No, like I mean Burton, when he played, was not a, a four, Mm-mm. you know, and and so you're gonna put Parker Hazen out there. Malik just wasn't ready. No, Malik's no, got not the raw athletic talent, but you know the playbook is where he's got to get into. Right, and, and that's you know Malik over the course of the season looked a lot better and looked more confident. But at the beginning of the season, I think we can both agree that he, he wasn't ready for that kind of a role. They're freshmen. They're not supposed to be ready for that kind of role. And right. then people will come back and say, well, well, Kentucky had freshmen. They were fine. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's a little different story. Yeah, it's honestly. a little different. We're so, not BBN over here. You no, know? no. So, uh, like, yeah, they got thrown into the fire, and it didn't necessarily work out, you know? And, and it got to the point where – it just wasn't working for Parker. And why why that happened is because then we get to the point where Kaiser's back. And Kaiser would have been the starter had and, and that's a whole other set of problems. <laughs> but <laughs> right. but Oh yeah, because he well, he was injured. He broke his nose twice. Yes. So Which is just if, so if, hard if to Kaiser do. if Kaiser doesn't break his nose, Parker Hazen never starts the first eleven games of yes. the year, right? And so and it got to the point where Malik was starting down the line, but even at that point, he'd play five minutes, and then Kaiser would come in, and Kaiser would play twenty-five minutes because you know what you're going to get with John Kaiser. Yes, the off, off the stated quote that Matt Lodick would have about him. <laughs> so tough news for Parker. Got his release. He's going to look at other schools. I'm sure, he wants to stay D one. And then uh, last week, I find out, um, and, and it, you know, there were rumblings that. Marty wanted to transfer. Right. And, you know, kind of heard heard this for, you know, a couple of days. And, you know, I think there was some question, is he going to go through with it? And, you know, does he want to really leave? And why does he want to leave? And all of that. And then ultimately, yes, it came, came to fruition, requested his transfer. And uh, this is one of those frustrating things where you know something for about a week, but you can't say anything sure. because you don't have it confirmed. And so then I'm playing phone tag with Martin, and uh, and finally uh, verbal commits gets the news before anybody else does somehow. And and so then uh, as a, as a journalist, that's like I was at the rim with the ball, and the defense was on the other side of the court, and all <laughs> I had to do was lay it in. But I had to wait for someone to tell me to shoot. Yeah. And uh, and then the defense got back and blocked my shot. So <laughs> right. uh, frustrating. But Martin, it's not about me. Martin is uh, transferring, wants more playing time doesn't think he can get it here. Mm-hmm. What does that say, Parker? What do you think about about Martin's decision there? Well, I think it's interesting that, you know, the reason is playing time and didn't think he can get it here is just because I think what you saw with Linson is is kind of similar with the other freshmen. It's just like, well, they were freshmen. Like, they weren't really going to get playing time, especially in this, 
you know, transition year where you're trying to not prove something, but you are trying to prove something, right? Like that you belong. And I don't think he, Malik, or Parker were really going to get time that they probably envisioned, you know, with this team that had lost so many seniors and and had opportunity for growth. Um, But, I I mean, I'm sure – we when we watched him, it was fun, right? He was like he had energy. So when I found out that he was transferring, you know, somebody told me last week, and I just immediately I turned into the to the woman from Get Out. Uh, I was like, no, 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 no. no. I was not happy about it. Right? I liked no, yeah. Martin a lot. No, he's great. Great personality. Kind of a fun, a fun guy who, when you'd see him on the court, you just you you'd see him operating. This is what I need to be here. I need to be here and all that. I thought he could have had a really good future here, and I still do think that he can have a really good future in the game. Yeah. It would be very interesting to watch who ends up having the better collegiate career, Parker Hazen or Martin Linson. It's right. not, a, not a competition, but it'll be it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. I would I would guess that you might see Parker land at another Indiana school somewhere. Mm. Um, this is just a guess. I have no idea. Sure. And and but Martin go anywhere well yeah i mean anywhere and you know both both will be interesting just to see i mean because we've seen how you know past transfers have played look at look at david scara i mean he went to the ncaa tournament this year and and yesterday he turned pro this is i didn't know that oh oh my gosh fantastic more news yeah yeah no i mean it was just like they were coming like like where did where'd he go well, he's he, he went to Clemson for that year, and now he's turning pro. He's going to go back overseas, I guess. Oh, great! I don't think he's going to the NBA. I was always a big David Scar fan. I was too. I was too. I like David Scar a lot, and he's decided now to. Uh, he's going to graduate from from Clemson. He's been there for two years, and uh, and so it was announced yesterday that he's going to turn pro. So, good, good for him. So yeah, it's, it's just interesting to uh, all this just came like the same. It's like a big news dump yesterday yeah, on right. Valpo Day. It yeah, was a big on Valpo Day. That's right. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, forever Valpo for the uh, the people who are into that sort of thing. One Valpo. One Valpo. So, uh, yeah. So we've got Martin Linson and Parker Hazen are out, and Javon Freeman Liberty is in, and he signed his NLI in the fall. This kid is amazing. That's this the guy word. Can play. I watched his. Uh, State championship game. They lost, unfortunately, at, at down the stretch. I think it went to overtime. He's really, really good. And uh, I, I hear rumblings of the fact that when he plays open gyms here, he's really good. <laughs> and uh, really, I don't, you know, we don't want to hype up somebody too much, but sure. I think he's going to be really good. Well, but, well I mean, uh, speaking of hyping people up too much, right? Okay, look, I, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can we bury this for once and yes, for all? Yes, right now. Here we go. I wrote an article at the beginning of the year that said, is Parker Hayes in the next Alec Peters? I, so. <laughs> I thought it was fitting. It's, look, I feel like any time that I talk about this, I'm going to come off as mean to Parker Hayes. <laughs> but. Right. Uh, it, 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 look. We get clicks. <laughs> we get, <laughs> sure, we get, sure. We get uh, you know, we. it's not fake news, but look, Alec graduated. We're going to look at this freshman class. Who's the next Alec Peters? I went to several practices where Parker knocked down 15, 23-pointers in a row. 
He is the first one in the gym, the last one to leave. Everything about him. The signs pointed to it. Everything. He's a, from a farming community, you know? Oh, like man. Every, everything. The, there was smokes. so much there. He started at the beginning of the year just like Alec Peters did. Yeah. You know? In the exhibition game he played, he he just he ripped down every rebound in sight against Chicago State. He scored seven points in the first, like, five minutes of the game. Like, he was the truth. And I, I remember a similar storyline when uh, when the Lakers brought in Kareem Rush and Kobe was <laughs> 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 just kidding. Look, I will I will wear that as a badge of something that I did say that yeah, Parker you, Hazen was a you own it. You, you own gotta it. own it, and you that's have to a, own that's it. a good thing. And because everything, this is this is why I'm leery of freshmen. I mean, and, and I didn't learn this with Parker Hazen, but. Every freshman coming in is the greatest player ever. Yes. Right? Everyone. The potential is through the roof. Yes, yes. Daniel Sackey is the fastest player to ever step foot in the arc. Yes. Javon Freeman Liberty has never missed a shot at the arc. (laughs) You know? Right. um, uh, So here's... Here's another good one because we get these wrong all the time. Oh, absolutely. Because we don't like when we cover recruiting for Valpo, like it's not like covering it at Big Blue Nation with Kentucky. No, like, not at all. I have no like Romeo Langford's going to be amazing, right? Because right. If he picks Vanderbilt or Kansas or IU, we know Romeo Langford's going to be huge because we he's his games have been on TV. Yep. No one's ever heard of Parker Hazen coming into this. You know, in terms like in terms of the national. Yes. Like. You know, a guy somewhere says, hey, this kid's pretty good, blah, blah, blah. Uh, when Nick Davidson was a sophomore in college or high school, excuse me, sophomore, junior in high school, he committed to Valpo. And he was the Times player of the year, the Northwest Indian Times player of the year. He was a great high school basketball yes, player. Yes, I recall. And, and so there was a lot of hype. He was Bryce's first get, his first recruit. And Which is big. The, yeah. And, and I remember – I was driving to Indy, and Nick Davidson called me back to do this story, and I pulled over into a rest area. We talked for a half hour, and I got off the phone. I'm like, this is the best basketball player that's coming. Like, <laughs> like Valpo has not gotten a guy like him, a region guy in a long time that's going to stay home. They're going to hand him the keys to the offense immediately. Like, that's what everyone told me. I'd never seen him play high school basketball. I don't cover Andrean much. All the Times reporters, he's great, he's amazing, he's so good. And then Lexus Williams commits to Valpo. Yes. They get another point guard. And I remember calling my boss. I'm like, they did they over-recruit Nick Davidson? And so we called Nick, to, and he reaffirmed his commitment to Valpo. Wow. Like, imagine, imagine that kind of like, – like, we're reaffirming Nick Davidson's commitment. Yes. We wrote, like, a big story about it. Sure. And so then – I was like, when when he got there, I mean, yeah, Alec Peters was the hype of that class, but like Nick Davidson's a big deal. He's yep. the Times Player of the Year, and so we get it wrong sometimes. Yes, we do. It's okay, and uh, and so it's and actually, uh, Alec will be someone we'll talk about in a little bit. And let's yeah, or do you want it to go now? Let's talk about it now. Because, sure, because Alec knows I wrote that story, right? <laughs> right. And Al, it's funny because Alec like. You know, I actually, when I was writing a story about Parker, um, when I, I, I think when I wrote that story, I called Alec and I said, hey, I'm writing a story about Parker being like the next big thing. Like, what can you tell me about your interactions with him? And Alec basically said, like, I, 
you know, I didn't play much with the younger guys. Like, you know, it just didn't. I think, I think when they came to do their open gym stuff during the summer, Alec was away at that Nike thing in mm-hmm. L.A. and all that stuff. So, like, he didn't have a lot of interaction with him because he wasn't going to play with him. So it was the younger right. guys that did it. And so – but so Alec, I, I – I, he knew that I wrote this story. I don't yes. know. Like, it's not like Alec is sitting there in Phoenix reading all of the stuff that I write about <laughs> Valpo basketball. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, but he knew that I, I, I hyped up Parker. Yes. So I talked to Alec uh, the day after he scores 36 points in that game. And we talked for a while about that, which we'll get into. And then, uh, and then I said, well, hey, I said, I don't know if you're keeping up with Valpo much. Because, uh, you know, he knows he's close with Tavon and Max. And uh, – and I said, they got a couple players transferring. And uh, he said, oh, who's going? I said, Martin Linson and Parker Hazen. And he goes, he goes, oh, Parker, wasn't he supposed to be, like, the next me? <laughs> and I was just, like, I was, like, heartbroken. Uh, like, uh, someone may have said that. <laughs> I don't like, know. Man, that other guy. You know, <laughs> like, it's just. So, again, nothing but the love for Parker and, and for Martin, two really good guys. Yeah. And, uh, and and hope they do well and uh, and fun personalities and I've enjoyed getting to know them and it's a sad part of this, uh, but Alec Peters, how about it? Oh my gosh, thirty six points. That's incredible. I I tuned in, I checked the box score, and saw that he had twelve, and I was like, oh cool, you know, like oh twelve points, cool, great. And then I I checked out for a while and I got back on Twitter and I saw something about twenty six points and I was like. Oh wow! Well, okay. What he finished with like twenty eight or something, and I saw thirty six and nine, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I, it was I, I was monitoring it. I knew he was going to play a lot because you know he'd been playing a lot down the stretch here. Uh, he had a game. He played twenty six minutes a couple of games ago and didn't score a point. Didn't even take a shot in the game. Right. I mean, he's gotten to the point where I think he was just a little gun shy with with shooting. Yes, the, the shots just weren't falling. And his coach uh, Triano after the game said. You know, it was really hard on him. We'd put him in for four minutes, and we'd say, "Go knock down shots," but you know, you you got to get warm, and it yeah. just they, they were all waiting. You know, they all knew that this was coming, and uh, and so I checked at halftime, saw that he had twelve points, put a tweet out there, career high, you know, at halftime. It was great, and then uh, and then a, a little bit of time passed, and I, I wasn't paying attention to it, and I got a text message from uh, from Aaron Levitt. It just says Alec, and that was it. And uh, <laughs> that's all you needed. And so I went and looked, and he's at 21 points at that point. Or no, excuse me, he's at 18 at that point. And I was like, oh wow, like 18 points. That's pretty good. So immediately I was like, I wonder how many Bryce scored. And I looked, and Bryce had um, 17 his first year, I think. And or 18 his first year, so I'm like, oh well, he equaled Bryce's output from his rookie year. And then, then I looked, and, and Bryce scored 20 in back-to-back games when he was uh, his second year in the NBA. I think Catino Mobley got hurt, and Bryce started uh, back-to-back games at 20 points in each game. And then uh, he scored 24 in a game. And so I was like, well, this Alec can get into 24. <laughs> you know, like it's right. I mean, he's got 18. That's that's good. But you know, are they going to give him enough minutes? And sure. you know, you still got to get three more or two more baskets. And then it was like he hit the turbo button, right? Like he was NBA <laughs> right. jam. He's it was firing. Up. And uh, and is 21, 23, 26, 28, yep. 31. And I was like, wow, I couldn't <laughs> believe it. And so then 
I was like every with every basket, I was like, okay, what record here? What there? You know, he tied the tied the Suns rookie record for three pointers in a game. He tied Phoenix's season high of three pointers in a game. Yes, the stat lines that you can look at, like thirty at least thirty five points, nine rebounds, and less than one turnover this year is two players, yeah. James Harden. Jay- and James Harden. I saw that. I just saw another one that if you had thirty five and or thirty six and nine and two assists in under 28 minutes of play. Only six players have ever done that in the NBA period, one of them being Rick Smits. <laughs> so that, I mean, just fascinating. Coincidence. Like, so really awesome for him. And talk to him, uh, you know, the day after, and he's just like, look, I, I was just, I felt great. I wish we were, I wish I had a game tomorrow. You know, and, and yeah. he's like, I, I finally showed what I could do. And, and when, I, I wish I could play tomorrow. And knowing Alec, he was probably happier that they won. Oh, yeah, than, absolutely. You know, <laughs> than that. The first 16 games of the year that he played in for Phoenix, they lost. Like, he, I mean, starting in November, October, because he was on, up on the team from October until Feb, late, no, March, he did not experience an NBA victory. No. Can you imagine, like, no, uh, <laughs> like, being in the NBA or that, or no, the, or no that. I can't imagine. You it. finally get to the NBA and you just can't win, and uh, and so finally he. But that was a game I think he played eleven minutes, didn't score, and they won the game. And uh, so he finally got to experience a win a couple games ago, I think against Sacramento or something like that. And then finally this game, they had eight guys, a bunch of their starters were in street clothes. And they were jumping up and down the entire time. Yes, he's the whole shots. time. That was fun to watch. It was great. Yeah, I especially enjoyed Tyson Chandler's reactions. He was very, very uh, outgoing and yeah, just so a lot. Rick Carlisle says the calls him uh, said that it was Larry Bird dressed up as Alec. That Peters. was the best tweet I've I've seen. I loved that. That was awesome. It uh, that was a lot of. Uh, and it a, was all over Twitter too. He he was trending. Yeah, right. And it wasn't until your boy from the Lakers, Andre Ingram. I yeah, right. How about that? Nineteen points, first game. And, Unbelievable. And, yeah, I, it was so funny because he's thirty-two years old, so he's six years younger than I am, but he had gray hair. He did, and so they're like making it sound like Father Time just walked on the court. <laughs> Honest, like, well, he'd been like, ten Dude, years, you are six years younger than I am. But but he but he'd been ten years in the NBA G and D league. Yeah, like yeah, that's and had so never, long. Had never made it. So he made nineteen thousand dollars playing in the G League this year, and made thirteen thousand dollars in two days with the Lakers. Oh my gosh. That's like, crazy. We need to get in the NBA. Yeah, you know? honestly, we'll just, I'm really... gonna I'm gonna quit everything else. <laughs> <laughs> So Alec Peters, that was great. Great way to wrap up his uh, rookie year. Averaged four points a game, 1.9 rebounds a game in the NBA. Averaged 17.9 in the G League. Had 133 pointers, one of the top three-point shooters in the league. Uh, it was a one-year deal he had with Phoenix, I think. He's still under contract until June 30th. And, you know, from the sounds from him, he's going to come back to the Midwest for a couple couple weeks. And then in May, he'll go back out to Phoenix. He'll train a little bit more, um, try to see what the next step is. Gearing toward the summer league, which he didn't play in the summer league last year. Right. Hurt, so he's excited about that. And and the, the one lasting thing he said to me was, I don't want this to be a one-hit wonder thing. You know, I mean, like, right. he'll always have Dallas. Oh, yeah. I mean, how – 
how many guys <laughs> could say they dropped 36 points? I don't care Not if you're playing the Mavericks C team. Right. You're in sure. an NBA. They, they'll never those, yeah, those were NBA away. players. Yeah. Those were NBA players, and it was 36 points. Yeah. It's like, okay, if you score six in a game against – he scored 36 points right. in an NBA game. Even if he would have scored gamble like 20, you know? Like 20 is a number that a lot of guys can get, but – like. 35 36. plus? Yeah. I mean, like, come on. 36. And eight threes. That's, a line from That's almost... That's oh. a line from Clerks, by the way. Right. So we'll <laughs> we'll leave that alone. Uh, but eight threes. Like, that, that's almost more impressive than the total point number alone. It's really fun to, to see. Go back and watch so. the highlights. And then... Yeah, the full highlights on YouTube are great. Watching Twitter. It's, and, and it's really interesting because Phoenix fans are like, love it, but also... Beating Dallas allowed Dallas to secure the number four uh, uh, most lottery <laughs> thing. So they're like, like uh, we'll all remember the night that Alec Peters got DeAndre Ayton for Dallas. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man. That's oh, just, and that's wasn't awesome. there? Didn't you like quote tweet or retweet an article or something about someone yeah. wrote an article in the past that four was, days ago? Four, four, it was only four days four ago. Four days ago, this guy who's like a like a blogger for Valley of the Suns, which is like their their, I don't know if it's fan sided, fan sided. Right. Um, he uh, he writes that it's time for the Alec Peters experiment to be over, and so like there was a part of me I was like I want to I want to go in on him on Twitter, and I, I I found his Twitter page. It's like at Lucas Johnson NBA or something like that, uh-huh. and like he writes for the Suns. That's his thing. And he wasn't tweeting at all during the game. Like, and I was like, okay. Like, I I get maybe there might have been some value to the. I mean, if does does Phoenix think that they're going to be a playoff team next year? I mean, right. are they going to flip it immediately? They, uh-huh. they. Well, Devin Booker d- just was quoted as saying, saying, "Yeah, he doesn't want to miss the play. He's done missing the playoffs." Right. <laughs> and so I saw someone tweet back and say, "Well, he's did he leave the Suns?" <laughs> yeah, so, right. Like, I like I don't know what they're going to be next year. You know, obviously you've got Josh Jackson; he'll be an, another year older. Mm-hmm. You've got Devin Booker. Do they have a point guard on the team? I don't. I don't I mean, look. My my Phoenix Suns knowledge is about the same as my Lakers knowledge, <laughs> and I don't know that the Lakers have a point guard either. Right, Lonzo. Yeah. I mean uh, Tyler Eulis. Okay. <laughs> was he on the Lakers or on the Suns? He no, the Suns. Suns. Yeah. Suns. Well, he was pretty good at Kentucky. And somehow we're back to Kentucky. There, It all revolves around Kentucky. So it'll be interesting to see what Phoenix does, obviously. Uh, but in the draft this year, and we haven't really talked much about it, I don't – is there a point guard that – Trey Young. Is there a point guard? <laughs> I mean – Okay. <laughs> You're right. Two guard, I guess. Really. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the Luka – uh, Doncic. Doncic is not a point guard. I don't know who no. the stars of this draft class uh, are. Right? DeAndre Ayton. I mean, Arizona. They're, big They're all big guys. Yeah. Think, right? uh, uh, Bagley from Duke. Yeah. Yeah, big dude. Well, I mean, there's Trae a bunch Young. of Josh Jacksons in the draft this year. <laughs> so who sure. knows what's going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm convinced now that Alec Peters can do no wrong, so maybe he's the point guard next year. I, I would back that. Or Parker Hazen could be the next. Well, okay. or, or Parker Gatewood could be. There we go. Like, uh, speaking of point guards, let's talk about Valpo's new point guard, Daniel Sackey, a uh, a five ten guard from Manitoba, Winnipeg, known as one of the fastest players in in Canada. He's number sixteen in his class in Canada by North Pole Hoops. He just won the slam dunk contest that they just had at the All Canadian Game. He uh, he was on the Canadian U seventeen squad at the uh, 2016 FIBA World Championships in Spain. He uh, He's legit. 
Yeah. He came to a game earlier this year, and I, I he, he had other visits lined up to other schools. Western Kentucky, I think, was one of them. And he, uh, he, he saw what he saw at Valpo, and he, he committed like a couple days later. He canceled all the rest of his visits. He saw what he wanted to see at Valpo. He spent a lot of time with his, – his family spent a lot of time with Tavon Walker's mom and, uh, and really had, had good conversations there. And, uh, and so now he's coming. And he signed his letter of intent earlier this week, and uh, that gives Valpo now 10 players on the roster for next year. You'd ask me an interesting question earlier. Was, uh, was there any, uh, any connection – between Daniel Sackey and Tavon Walker and Max Joseph. And I think that would be a logical conclusion in terms of, you know, they're from Canada. Yep. And it's really like, and I thought maybe the same thing too. It's, there's a Canadian connection there. And uh, then we realize kind of how idiotic we are when we ask these <laughs> questions, we sure. think about these. And, and I'm putting myself in that group too. Uh, Manitoba, Winnipeg, Manitoba is something like, 1300 miles from Montreal <laughs> where Tavon and Max are from. Yes. Havana, Cuba is closer to <laughs> to where we are right now than where these guys live in uh, Canada. Yeah. So like <laughs> I mean like, but it's no I, I mean, guess I would probably be like if we if we went to you know if if like went to a foreign country and be like, oh well, is Las Vegas close to Valparaiso, oh, Indiana? Yeah. Oh, hey, you, you guys are right next yeah, to each did, other. Yeah, you guys grew up next to each other. You must be friends. <laughs> You're probably right? neighbors. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, practically within walking distance. Of, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no. From what I could tell, there's no connection. <laughs> no. From. Now that's it's said, actually least, less of a there's connection. There's less of a connection between like like is there a connection between Parker Hazen and Derek Smith? They're both from Indiana. No, I don't think so. Is <laughs> well they're from they both Canada. played basketball before. They're from you Canada. Know. They must be friends. Yeah. Um no, I don't think there is by any stretch. But that's not to say that you know, I mean they played for the U he played for the U17 squad. Yeah, it sounds I'm exciting. Sh- I'm sure people that knew of Tavon and Max knew of Daniel as well. And the experience that Tavon and Max had at Valpo probably went a long way in showing a guy like Daniel that, you know, Valpo looks out for people who are from Canada. Right. I guess. Definitely. So uh, Matt Loddick said he's an exciting player who brings a unique combination of skill and athleticism. He is a blur in the open floor and creates numerous opportunities for his teammates. He has a natural ability to lead and will excite the Valparaiso community for years to come. That's the sentence right there, has a natural ability to lead, because I think if we pointed out if there was one thing that was missing, yes, it was leadership. I agree. And that was something that, you know, you really, really got the sense that, that Valpo needed. You know what's interesting? What I One thing that stuck out to me in that quote is how, because you've already mentioned it twice, is it's his speed. He was a blur and right and all this, so... The, the last person that had that feel, for me at least, was Micah Bradford. And I'm, I'm just curious, you know, how what... Yeah, yeah. So I, I think back to Eric Buggs. Oh, as absolutely. As a guy who was a blur speed. But yeah, Micah Bradford also. Uh, here's something for the Valpo fans. Micah Bradford is the best player in off-season workouts so far. That's what that's those that's are the quote. those are the rumblings we're hearing from from the uh, from Shragi. Okay, people are saying Micah Bradford is putting in some work right now. And he, I mean, he did last he did last year too. I, I mean, I mean, he got you know better. 
I don't think it's I don't think it's outside of school right now to say that I would I would say 90% of people in and around that I in, in an encounter around Valpo basketball not the players coaches anything like that but like fans and and other people thought he was transferring right figured um he wasn't playing as much you know yeah. they, they've it's behind they, Bakari yeah behind Bakari who's the same class as he is um Freeman Liberty coming in Saki coming in looks like it then he gets arrested and okay what it just would make sense right sure well I think those conversations were probably had you know about what do you want to do and 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 I'll say that uh, the little bit that I've interacted with with him and his family they're not the kind of people that are gonna run you no know? And, and, yeah. and I think Micah sees and, and I think for him, it, it, we saw a retooling midway through the year when yes. he became more of a distributor, Absolutely. less of a scorer, and he was phenomenal during yes. that stretch again. Very good, very good. And also, it's 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 something to point out that yeah, he takes a lot of shots, and and he didn't make as high a percentage as I think a lot of us thought he would have this year. But he can. We saw this year, like he can hit from anywhere. And when you have that kind of range, and when you have the ability to do that, you know, it creates a lot more space on the court for others. Micah Bradford had thirty more assists than he had turnovers. He had sixty-eight assists and thirty-eight turnovers. That's impressive. Bakari had ninety-three assists, led the team. He had eighty-eight turnovers which were 22, 26 more than the next highest person on the team. Uh, th- there isn't – Tavon had one more assist than turnovers. Bakari had five more assists than turnovers. Max, had- jo- Max Joseph had 19 more assists than turnovers. Kaiser had a 23-12 to 12 range, and Micah was 68-38. to 38. That – you, th- those are good numbers. Now, those are great numbers. Micah shot ninety-one three-pointers at a twenty-seven percent clip, right? And shot forty-nine free throws at a forty-nine percent clip. Yeah. How about we change the the narrative of Micah Bradford and and, and he shot thirty-four percent from the floor, the worst on the team. Uh, I mean, Hazen was thirty percent, but I, let, let's change the narrative of Micah and and yeah, I think. Can 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 we live in a world where Bakari moves off the ball and you have Micah and Daniel Saki maybe running the show? I think the way that Valpo plays, Bakari with the ball is still pretty, pretty Yeah, good. yeah, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not saying – I'm not <laughs> right. advocating to take the ball out of his hands. No. Because the question you have for Valpo then is where does Freeman Liberty come But in? I think also Bakari's proven that he's a much more effective scorer at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, and and by the as the year went on, I mean he he got better and better. You got to oh, remember, yeah. Bakari hadn't played a full year of basketball right. in three years. He had to take one off. Like yeah. So Valpo's got three open scholarships. What what is what does Valpo what does Valpo need to add right now? Well, I mean, I think you know we have already talked about a little bit, right? Bigs, and now you've you lose two bigs in in Hazen and Linson. Um, you know, obviously, Smiths and Soroya, they're still there. But, I mean, how much depth do they have? They don't have big depth, right? I mean, they have guys, they have guards, and they have guys that can stretch from, like, two and three 
maybe three and four, but but a, a stretch three that goes up to a four is not a big, right? Like no. so, so they need they need bigs at this point. Um, I'm I'm really interested in next year because I think next year there's no seniors, right? No. So I've I've got a roster grid up right now. I have a document that I have for all the teams in the conference, uh, breaking down seniors, juniors, sophomores, freshmen. Uh, no seniors on the team. They're That's one huge. of. Uh, I think they're one of. Uh, is there another another program right now that doesn't have any seniors in the valley? And not, not that not that I can see right now. Um, no seniors. And um, seven juniors. <laughs> That's Bradford, Bakari. Oh man, <laughs> Golder, Kaiser, Smiths, and Soroya. Can you imagine senior night two years from now? Oh golly, man. And do we do we have talkers in in that group? Uh, Bakari will be a talker. He yeah. give a good speech. Marcus sure. will give a good speech. Yeah, um, that's about it. Yeah. Smiths will give a good. Speech. I am. I'm also really interested to see Fazekas next year. Yeah, Fizikas. because because he's he's more closer to it. Like he shoots a lot, but like he he's he can stretch big, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it'd be really curious. I think that's really the big question: is where does he play? Right. You know, because he came from Providence. It's a, you know it's a Big time school. He can put the ball on the floor, get to the basket. He can shoot. He's 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 a good player. Yes. He's gonna be very good. So you've got Javon Freeman, Liberty, Daniel Sackey, guards as freshmen. You've got Malik, who's a sophomore. So you've got three open scholarships right now. I think you take a you take a fifth year grad transfer, so you can save a scholarship. You, you, maybe you take one or two fifth year grad transfers. Maybe one, either. Maybe maybe the best available that you can get. Maybe a big man, kind of like a like a Musa Gay a couple of years ago. Sure, and that worked out well. Yeah, because somebody who can help push the uh, these other guys, or you, or you go and try to find a four. If you can find a big guy who can be a four, that would be ideal. I would. That'd think. be great. You know, or because you know, it looks like so it looks like point guard is taken care of. Obviously, you got Bakari, you've got Micah, you've got Daniel Saki mm-hmm. taken care of. Two guard. That's really, really some of the question comes in. Okay, so how good is Javon Freeman Liberty? Is he going to come in and start right away? Right. The pedigree says yes, but again, we get in trouble when we overvaluate freshmen. Absolutely. Uh, so then at that point, you Golder got played really well. Golder played really well. So does Golder play the small forward position? Mm. But he was also really effective when they played these interesting lineups where he was yeah, small. The four. Absolutely. And if you look at even the games that Loyola was really effective in in the tournament was the game against Nevada, they realized that Cameron Crutway wasn't going to help them. They took right. him out of the game. Yeah. I think it was the Nevada game. and, and yeah, we Maybe it was the Tennessee game. They took him in the Tennessee mm-hmm. game. I think they took him out, of, and, and they played smaller. Basketball's changed a little bit, so maybe a Mar- Marcus could be a four. So maybe maybe instead of going big like a traditional four, you go after a fifth-year grad transfer at, at a shooting guard or a small forward Could position. be. So then – I think you I think you you stash one of those scholarships for a midseason transfer. I think someone, you know, a Keith Carter type, a guy that that you can find mid-year that you can that you can get. And maybe maybe you don't maybe you don't bring him in right away, but you know, that's that's a possibility. And uh and maybe you find I I don't know that there's a freshman out there right now. Maybe it's a Juco. But but a JUCO is dangerous because then you'd have eight juniors on the team. Right. Maybe exactly. you could try to find another Marcus Golder, a JUCO that has three years of eligibility. Because now in the sophomore class, there's only Malik McMillan. 
And so you've yep. got to try to balance this out a little bit because yeah, seven juniors. I mean, it's crazy. Valpo, Valpo should have good living for the next two years with all these juniors, right? But what happens after that? You got to sure. start. You got three open scholarships. I'd say one for a fifth year transfer and two for younger players, mm-hmm. guys that will be around after this wave graduates. Yeah, you know that'll be so interesting because say say that you know in in the best of worlds like this works out so these guys have a better year next year and and this year honestly you know yeah they finished last but they won six games which was close to right like nine eight seven six yeah yeah so it it wasn't as bad as i think we sometimes make it out to be but then you give them this year and then you give them their next year like the program could be in a good spot if you know things continue to go as as we see them going there's no way they finish in last place there's, no no there's not, no way not with not with Evansville having seven open scholarships today, only right. six players on the team. <laughs> right. Not with Drake losing most of their team. Both those programs with new coaches. There's no way that Valpo finishes in last place again. But then, so then the interesting thing is, though, over the course of these next two years, things do get better, right? Well, then that's where all this who is next is interesting because then you'll have seven guys that are gone. So is it a complete reset? Or do you know? Did they get the right guys that continue the trend and all that? So it'd be very, very interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, one final point we got to make, and then we got to get out of here. Valpo announced part of their schedule yesterday. Yes, and Valpo didn't really announce it. ESPN did. Uh, Valpo's going to Myrtle Beach for a tournament. Wake Forest, West Virginia, Western Kentucky. Every school it starts with a W is in this thing. <laughs> it seems like St. Joe's, Cal State Fullerton, UCF, and then one other school that's going to be announced. Uh, this is the old Puerto Rico tournament. They moved it to Myrtle Beach because of her. Hurricanes uh, Irma and Maria, and they really liked it. ESPN did, so they're going to keep it there. Valpo's going to be in it. Valpo was supposed to be in the Great Alaskan Shootout, and then they canceled that tournament, so that's not going to happen. It's an exciting tournament. I've never been to Myrtle Beach. I guess I'm going to try to go. Uh, All right. should be should be some good games that they get out of it. That'll be just as exciting as when you went to Iowa. I'll tell you, you what. I love it. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, come on, Myrtle Beach? Let's go. Well, this should be a good time. Be a good time. So, uh, Parker, thank you very much for uh, for coming in, and, uh, and we look forward to uh, maybe some more news coming in the next several weeks. As Valpo is in the, the just started the late signing period, three open scholarships. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, we'll uh, we'll be back here when the news. Uh, you know, we got to try to get Tavon and Max on here too. Absolutely, we got to hope that that those can are two here. very great people to talk to and maybe we'll ask them if they've ever heard of daniel Sackey or winnipeg or yeah yeah before. if so, they were neighbors yeah hey walking distance we used to shoot hoops together absolutely all, all right parker thank you very much and thank you all for listening to union street hoops a podcast that you can catch whenever you want to on nwi.com and on itunes thanks everybody